said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. So we're seeing um, the... Uh, this little dispute going on between the Biden camp and Facebook and Facebook's complaining that they're being made a scapegoat, a scapegoat for uh, misinformation and that they may have resulted in costing some people their lives as it relates to some of the censorship that they were doing a year ago that's now been proven correct and it's just a doggone shame that people are playing with people's lives over a, a, while exploiting while exploiting a uh, a, a virus, a COVID, a pandemic to win elections and gain power. And I believe that this is a ruse because Facebook and the Biden, certainly the Biden. It, team you can't say Biden because he's just a shell of a man that can't even have his own thoughts I mean he can't even speak from if he never speaks without a prompter even when he's saying the most simplest things he has to speak with his prompter uh, because he's told what to say and the problem is that Facebook has been working with the Democrats ever since Trump was elected in 2016. And they realized that the algorithms weren't enough. And there was a scientist that got together and was before Congress saying that the impact that the Google and YouTube have, the impact that they have on elections is significant. To, to where one post can result in 400,000 votes. And in the wake of eight years of the Obama regime, the American-hating uh, radical Islamic jihadi named Barry Satoro and his husband Michael were all out there 
basically trying to open up our borders and change our demographics, which was akin to gerrymandering on steroids, but the opposite direction, and wanting to give everybody amnesty and give them a right to vote. It wouldn't be the Cubans. They don't want the Cubans coming in here because they vote Republican. They want the Democrats. They want the Venezuelans and the El Salvadorians and people that are basically out to rig our system and take our free stuff paid for by, yeah, you and me, the middle class of America, the swath of America, the foundation, the fabric of America, the law-abiding, tax-paying citizen who, go, who happens to be majority Christian. But forget about that. We know that the Christians have always been persecuted. The Christians have always been attacked. Now it's white men. Now it's censorship. Now it's basically Jen Psaki saying, if you're even banned on Facebook, we demand that you get banned on every single platform that you're on. Just be banned, annexed from the world. And what kind of condition is that? If you make a mistake and you um, say what you think is true and all of a sudden you're banned on Facebook, you have to be banned on every other social media platform too and they're going to somehow try to make that a mandate or a guidance and get everybody to coalesce? Certainly it's not going to be a law because that would make it unconstitutional. But they're not going to do a law. They're going to use the strong arm of corporations to bully people into submission, to compliance. And if you don't obey, then you're going to, even on one platform, you're going to be, you're going to be shut down on every single platform. And they worry about the side effects of child abuse or what have you. I was having a conversation over the weekend and I was like, you know, where we are in society right now, is this constant pacification of America. We pacify these these people that aren't conforming. or And I hate the word conforming. I really do. I can't stand that word conforming. I don't like that word conforming. It's not a good word to me. I've never conformed. Um, I've always beat to my own drum, and that's probably why my show has a lot of original content is because I like to try to think outside of the box. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Except for the fact that it gets you banned every other week on Facebook. Like, I'm banned right now until about the 27th of July because I decided not to conform. What kind of, what kind of America is it where conform or die? You know, you could tread all over me? I mean, that's not how we became great. It's not that's not how it was the west was won but this pacification i i told somebody was having a little conversation with him i said i said you know the problem with our society is that we pacify these people that you know oh we reward them you know we pacify them and they cry and they say they're a victim and they say oh that's okay it's okay to be 14 years old and get a gender mutilization surgery because you're special. And we pat them on the back and say it's okay. I said, if you have a baby, if you have an infant that's crying and you put a pacifier in the infant's mouth, guess what? The, the baby stops crying. And that's great. 
But if the baby grows up and he's 12 years old and you stick a pacifier in his mouth, now what? What kind of kid is that going to kid going to grow up? How is that kid going to grow up and be an adult? If you got a 40-year-old, you're sticking a pacifier in him. That's weird, right? At what point do you pull the pacifier and say enough already? But what we're doing with society is we are pacifying people that aren't contributing to society and we're giving them welfare checks and subsidized housing. We're turning a blind eye to one group over another group because we're claiming that they're victims. And I make this claim and I make it kind of in an interesting way. Stick with me on this one. Phil Donahue. You're like, what the heck is Scott talking about? Phil Donahue in 2021? And I say, I dare say this. I think it started with Phil Donahue. <clears throat> now that's that's me shot in the dark, but think about it like this. Phil Donahue was one of the pioneers of talk daytime talk radio. And one of the things that's interesting about Phil Donahue is he started to take like a um, a rape case and he would peel the onion and what he would do is he would say, okay, well, this person certainly, it's sad that this person was a victim. But we have to look into this and figure out how we could try to avoid future rapes. So what we're going to do is take a look at the rapist and we're going to look at their upbringing. And it turns out that they were abused as a child. They were molested as a child. And all of a sudden, the rapist becomes sort of like the victim himself. And all of a sudden, it's like you start to feel for the rapist. He wouldn't have raped that girl if it wasn't for the fact that he didn't. He had cigarette butts put out him when he was young. And he was molested as a child. And so we need to take a look at his plight and maybe give him a break. And that was the slippery slope that Phil Donahue sort of paved the way for. And then it got exploited and carried out and taken to a new level with Oprah Winfrey and a whole and Geraldo Rivera and a whole bunch of other people that had these shows. And what I'm saying is, at the end of the day, our society is a reflection of this, where instead of playing by the rules that get you ahead in a system like ours, in a republic like ours, in a government like ours, in a country like ours, in a democracy like ours, in capitalism, the rules of capitalism like ours, at some point, they always say, you know, if you played by the rules and you go to school, you get good grades, you stay out of trouble, you avoid getting pregnant and you don't get married until you're ready, at least get through school, wait and get wait until you're an adult to get that tattoo, whatever it is. Wait, just be patient, do the right thing. Just there is a set of guidelines sitting there right in front of you. And if you follow some of these principles, I don't even like to call them rules. I like to call them maybe principles because there's all kinds of choices that you can make in life. But if you just try to keep yourself from hurting yourself, don't get addicted to drugs. 
don't get a DUI. Don't get pregnant early. You know, and try to get good grades in school uh, and uh, be a better, be the best person you can. Have gratitude in your heart. Be thankful for the people who struggled before you and paved the way for you. And as you get through and you get up in life, at some point, you're going to make it in America. And that's what they were saying with a lot of minorities and when they were talking about white privilege. And they said, well, the, the, the statistics belie that. The statistics don't, subs- don't subscribe to the theory that you are a victim because of your skin color or because of um, you being a victim of some sort. At some point, if you, as a black man or woman or as a Native American or as a Hispanic or as an Asian or whatever, if you're Indian, if you're Muslim, you come to America and you do the right things. You play by the rules and stay out of trouble and, um, you know, and basically evolve in your life in a way that makes sense. Because when you're young, you can't afford to have four children. But maybe when you're older and you've made it and you've climbed that ladder, you can. So, I mean, it just makes sense. Business decisions, we make them all the time in our own lives. And so if you just play by the rules, and again, the rules not by the government, but the rules of life, you'll make it. But what's happening is we have these people that want to cut all these corners and somehow they want to be a transvestite or they want to be a... And then they complain. See, I have no problem whether you want to be a transvestite or not. No problem. Knock yourself out. Be all you can be. Be whatever you want to be. But when you can't get the job because you have, um, you know, a tattoo across your forehead that says anarchy and a nose ring in your nose and your lip and your tongue and you can't get a job, don't cry to me about that. You're living in the real world where they have real concepts, principles, you know, and people um, are discriminating. There's a lot of choices out there to make. And so don't cry to me about it because you decided to make that decision. And don't cry to me to say that because this person was built with, born with a silver spoon and rich, he can afford to actually take those missteps or chances and be a transvestite and still live the lap of luxury. Maybe Caitlyn Jenner or Bruce Jenner can, can afford to be a transvestite. And that's because he's already made his millions. Right? But then it's misconceived or misconstrued or misinterpreted that any 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 Tom, Dick, and Harry can do it without consequences or still drive around in a fancy car living in Bel Air or you know, Beverly Hills or wherever the, he lives. The point is, is that it's not always the same same for everybody so don't come and complain to me don't tell me you're a victim don't make me don't make the media cry over you but the media is doing it for another reason they're trying to chip away at our core values because if we value our god our faith over the government the government loses that power structure that control the government wants to replace god with country with government 
They want you to be. They want you to look up with your hands up in the air and beg for mercy and beg for crumbs. They want you to beg for that, and they want you to um, need them. They want to control you. It's uh, Fauci. Don't don't think for one second that Fauci doesn't have some sort of a godlike thing going on in his sick head. Fauci's a sick man, obviously. I think he might be just as bad as any Charlie Manson you've ever seen. He just doesn't look that part. He's the devil in a suit with a $750 million salary. After it's after his patents are kicking in, you know, Moderna just had one of the, well, they had the best year ever in their finance, in their bottom line. I mean, their their chart went through the roof. I just posted it yesterday on Twitter, which is the only platform I use right now. I don't, I'm not messing with Telegram. I know it's popular. And interestingly, I said this over the weekend too. I said, you know, there's a Facebook lookalike. It's a program, it's a service called VK. It's out of Russia. And believe it or not, Telegram's out of Russia too. That's a, that's a Russian based outfit. And you look at that and you say, where are the patriots of America going to get their speech out? They're going to Russian outlets. Think about that, folks. Trump supporters and patriots and people that love America and want to restore American values and want to have uh, restore the middle class, want to restore American manufacturing, want to restore our freedoms to allow us to pray where we want to pray and send our kids to the schools that suit them best, school choice, religious freedom, border security, strong national security, bilateral deals, uh, bilateral trade, manufacturing at home, and avoiding slave labor markets. The Democrats are the opposite of everything I just said. They want to open the borders to bring slave labor markets to services industries, whether it's agriculture or working in a sweatshop or in a kitchen, as a dishwasher, in a restaurant. Those are things you can't actually exploit China for because they can't, they can't work that dishwasher or pull that grape off the vine or that cotton. They can't work that machine here at home where the where they you, we need these workers so that's called importing slave labor markets oh and as a twofer they can actually vote illegally too for the democrat that's made it all possible for them to do that life that mere existence the same party that lies in your face and says they want you to have $15 a minimum minimum wage are the same people that are opening our borders and exploiting peasants who come across and give them slave labor jobs that nobody else would ever want. Or making people like Valerie Jared rich because she sits on the board of a company called Lyft and opens up the gig economy jobs to these people almost like a conduit. Almost like what Clinton's aides were doing in Haiti, getting these children out of Haiti and exploiting these children on the sex trade market or on the slave labor market. They were exploiting a Haiti crisis, a crisis in Haiti, to get children out of there. 
and to use them for what? I don't even know. That's importing them. And then, of course, the multinational corporations, they're selling out America, buying into Black Lives Matter, which is the only reason why the NFL now is doing the Black Lives Matter national anthem, the Marxist group. They're putting Black Lives Matter on the back of every helmet. And the fact fact is, is that they've made a choice to support an organization that donates 100, there's nothing but a fundraising operation for the Democrat Party donating 100% of their proceeds to the Democrat Party through the organization called Act Blue. And what they're doing there is they're choosing a side. They're choosing the party that hates America, that wants to open our borders, and wants to exploit slave labor markets in developing nations and in China and in other Asian countries where they have no standards. And even in India, anywhere where you have a population that's 1.4 billion, you're going to have slave labor because people become a commodity in those large populations, that's for sure. And the problem is that the multinational corporations have access to the manufacturing slave labor markets in China and elsewhere. But it's not enough. There's the services industries, these agriculture industries that are actually wanting the open borders to exploit slave labor markets right here at home. And so long as they support the policies of the, of the liberal agenda, then they are going to be left alone. But if they go against the agenda, they're going to have the FBI slamming on their door because the FBI is now the Stasi or the SS of a Hitler regime. If you're not compliant, if you're hiding some Jews, you're going to get your house burned down. And that's exactly what we're seeing here in America. That's what happened to Roger Stone. That's what happened to Paul Manafort. That's what happened to all the people that showed up for January 6th to listen to the grievances associated with a rigged election. And if you say rigged election, or if you say ivermectin, or if you say hydroxychloroquine, or if you say Eric Ciaramella's name, you will be banned from the platforms because the truth isn't allowed to be free here in America and on our social media, which now we're seeing is really another arm, just like Black Lives Matter, is another arm of the Democrat Party. It's a coalition. And again, it's all about being on the side of pay-to-play, buying people out. And that is a terrible place to be. It's, a, it's not the America way. It's not why people want to come here for the American dream. They never got that memo. They may have gotten the brochure that says how they can get a coyote and uh, get escorted to the border and uh, have a script on what to say and where to go. And they can pay some money to get all that done for them. Or they could buy a jet from Venezuela. They can get on a chartered plane and go to a border uh holding house and then get groomed to get across the border illegally talk to a, uh, a border patrol officer 
and get themselves into a system. They get on a plane through our U.S. Army at Laughlin Air Force Base and they get shipped to a battleground district near you in Ohio, in Kentucky, in Tennessee, in Louisiana, in Georgia, in South Carolina, in North Carolina, everywhere where they want to flip states with these votes. And they're pushing as hard as they can on multiple fronts. They're trying to give them amnesty. They're also trying to relax election laws. That's what scares me the most about this new thing going on in L.A. where they say you got to wear a mask. In Nevada now, they say you got to wear a mask. And you just know it's like one of these things where they're going to go back to masks right before the election and re- uh, put out another emergency, state of emergency, where the, the crooked governor that's going to be a liberal is going to basically say, we mandate that you vote by mail. And they're going to rig another one. And we got to stop it. We have to stop it in its tracks. And we are doing a great job with that to a certain extent. But the fight is real. And just like in any horse race, any boxing event where it's tight, you know, we're going against good versus evil. We're going against uh, a very formidable, powerful foe. And if you think we're in the in the clear here, we think we got it made, we don't. We can win this fight. We can. And if we do, it's going to be years to come before we give it back. I think that Donald Trump could win in 2024. And I think his running mate could be Ron DeSantis. And I think Ron DeSantis could win in 2028 and 2032. And all the way up to 2036, guess what? We would have basically the America First agenda, the America First agenda that talks about border security, religious freedom, equal justice, election integrity, strong national security, bilateral trade deals, America First trade, manufacturing renaissance, and bringing us back to where we could paint the picket fence any color we want. We could build a pool in our backyard and a deck on our back of our house if we want. Not be controlled and told by the government what to do. And all of these things with respect to this climate regulations and and all the pack of lies associated with the climate initiatives. Not to say that climate, you know, we, we need to be mindful of our environment. There's, uh, Donald Trump was a big environmentalist, really. When you look at his statistics and his numbers, his, his environmental record is actually better than Germany's. It's better than a lot of European countries that are run by socialists like Angela Merkel. And so, you know, it's a it's a fight. It's a fight, folks. And uh, we're going to see this go out all the way till 2022. 2022, as is every election now, we're fighting for our existence. And this new $3.2 trillion uh, package that they're coming out with where Amy Klobuchar wants to throw in election uh, laws 
keep your eye on that for sure. Now, I have a couple of clips. Um, I'm going to play this old clip today that I know people love. It's a little out of context because it's from 2012. And it's talking about um, Obamacare, really, and how that was the first redistribution of wealth on steroids. And our Supreme Court justices really let us down on that. We're going to play that one second. The first one we're going to play, though, is about election integrity because everything goes through Arizona. Now, I know that they got stuff going on in Georgia and in Pennsylvania, and that's great. And it's going to be wonderful to see. Because if they decide, I don't think we're ever going to know how many votes actually were rigged for Biden. I don't think we're going to ever really know what that exact number is. But I think we're going to have a much, much better estimate as to what the numbers represent. And we're going to find out a lot more about some of the fraud. It turns out that the fraud was all kinds of things. The rigging was all sorts of things that didn't make sense. Like what they're finding out now, the latest that they're coming out with now, is that, that in Arizona, now we played on on Friday, I think it was, um, a whole bunch of stuff uh, related to 74,000 votes here and 12,000, 13,000 votes there and 8,000 votes there. There's a lot of different things going on in Arizona. And you say, well, if that's happening in Maricopa, what, what, what's going on across the country? A lot of people are saying everybody needs to do an audit. But what we need to do is have a system where we don't need an audit. Germany, for example, said we don't use those machines that they use in America because we want fair elections. Uh, we do paper. And that's what I want to do. Voter ID, paper, designate a day to vote. If you if you need a day if you need to take off, you can take off. And if you if you want to go crazy, I think that the most lenient thing you can do is say, okay, if you can't vote on Tuesday because you have to work and you you work a far away away, then 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 vote on Sunday. Do that. Vote on Sunday. You know, give them one day on the weekend where they might have a day off. And if there's an exception to be made where you feel like you're, there's no way you're going to get off, then, then, then you get an absentee ballot. But it's got to be scrutinized. It's got to be whether you're, you're traveling, you're overseas, you're in the military, you're a college student, you're away from home, you want to vote, then you get an absentee ballot. You have to request it. None of this business, like in Texas, you know where those five Texans now have come down with COVID and all of them were vaccinated? That's not a poster child for vaccinations. That's for damn doggone sure. That's for doggone sure. Right? That's for sure. Is that these people got vaccinations and those vaccinations aren't working too well. What's that about? And they weren't wearing masks on a plane. Um, and then there's this new Olympia a tennis player, golf, or is her name? She's a black uh, woman that really had a great year in tennis. And I recall a long time ago, about 12 years ago maybe, there was a tennis player that was rising star. And after a while, they, they made some excuses to why they couldn't compete in the Olympics. And sometimes when you're making all these money, this money, 
it it's not financially good for you to actually go off and perform for free for your team USA and they figure ways to get out of it because they didn't know they were going to have the year you know there's a there's a point when you go to the olympics to make a name for yourself but when you had the year she had you have the best year of your life and all of a sudden, you're like, the Olympics is small potatoes. That's a step backwards in my career. I'm going to go forward because what if I don't win? Now I'm an amateur that can't beat other amateurs, right? And I'm pro. There are a lot of reasons why it is that you might want to get out of that Olympics now if you're a pro athlete getting endorsements and signing contracts. If you lose to another amateur, which could easily be done in tennis um, at the Olympic level, that's not good for your career. And you're not even getting paid. You're getting paid pittance. So what if it's that they're using COVID to get out of the Olympics? What if it's that they're using COVID to rig an election? What if it's that they're using COVID to, you know, um, get extra medical um, government fees and call people with diabetes, for example, who are dying of COVID? They're saying, well, you died of COVID, not diabetes. Huh. It's been done, right? I mean, I'm being facetious, really, because all of this has been done. COVID's been exploited in every which way known to man. People do that. Criminals do that. Just you take the Aventura building collapse. Guess what happened there? They're, they have criminals now that are getting the IDs of the people that died in that building, and they're trying to get their credit and their Social Security numbers. And they're trying to, you know, fake their IDs and get them to and get their credit. I mean, crime just where's the where is the where's the humanity? You know, it's unbelievable. We live in this cynical world. I mean, this this world's just but what I'm saying is I think that COVID's been played in so many ways, it's not even funny. Certainly Fauci uh, has benefited from it with his patents. Moderna has definitely benefited from it. And what's interesting, too, is that the people that financed the COVID are actually the people that are in charge of COVID, uh, of, of, of the mitigation for COVID. And the people that said no to hydroxychloroquine are saying yes to the vaccines. It's, it's quite bizarre. And you got to question the vaccines. So we got three big issues today. We got the we got the vaccine passport segregation, mand you know where they're going to try to mandate vaccine passports, uh, which would be unconstitutional. But private businesses aren't bound by the constitution, so that's where the government's going to get away with murder. They're going to get away with violating the constitution. By making it a so by making it a norm, just like the Democrats who wrote the Jim Crow laws, the Democrats, all Democrats, social local government government officials wrote the Jim Crow laws. Not they weren't they weren't constitutional laws though. They were guidances that uh, Southern race Democrat racists who adopted these things put out segregation barriers in their businesses because it felt good to them at the time. And they segregated society. And it was the Democrat governor 
uh, of Alabama, George Wallace, that stood in the doorway. And it was Jefferson Davis that fought against Nixon to basically continue the um, atrocities of slavery. And it was the Republicans every step of the way that changed these things. The last KKK grand wizard that walked the halls of Congress was Democrat Robert Byrd. Yet the Democrats somehow want to call Trump and his supporters racists and Nazis and Hitler, just like J.D. Vance did. J.D. Vance, the guy that's running, he's the front runner in Ohio for the Senate seat for the Republicans, hated Trump. Now all of a sudden, you know, he wants to be a Republican senator. We've had enough of these rhinos, these senators. And I say, do not vote if you're in Ohio. Do not vote for J.D. Vance. But we have um, this clip I want to play because it's absolutely a clip I can never really play enough of. This is a little bit longer version of the clip for the vaccines. We already know that the vaccines aren't working too well for the Texans who came down with COVID, who are trying to get out of voting on election laws that are offer up integrity in Texas. They want to rig elections, and they're using COVID, they're using um, uh, parliamentary procedures to do it. They're getting two hundred twenty-one dollars a day in par, uh, per diems, and they came down with COVID. Now, in this case, I don't think it is an excuse. It doesn't benefit them except for the fact that maybe they're saying, oh, people, it's, COVID's still real. I still have never gotten COVID or I don't know anybody personally in my inner circle of my life. I don't know one person that's gotten COVID. I can tell you that Leonora, for example, goes out every day. Now, she did get the vaccine, but before she got the vaccine, went out every day, was reluctant to wear the mask. She didn't want to wear the mask and she never got sick. She didn't know any immediate person that got sick. I don't know any immediate person that ever got sick. Not, not, and I, and every person I know that got sick in terms of hearing about it is a friend of a friend of a friend. It's always that way. And then when you hear these statistics where the American Diabetes Association said 40% of people who died from COVID had diabetes in a bad way. You're like, well, was it diabetes or was it COVID? Even the doctors, I think, don't even know. Or they're being so incentivized to say it's COVID because they get more money that way. I don't know. I don't. I can't trust the numbers. I will say this. It's a little odd when you look at the statistics where the red states had half the COVID cases that the Democrat states did because the Democrats were pushing the, al- the alarm button on COVID before the election. And when you look at these, it's clear this became a political issue where it seems to be that if you're Republican, you're less likely to get COVID than if you're a Democrat. Every Democrat actor on known to man was coming out on social media saying, I got COVID. And for what? It's like, okay, are there any Republicans out there on Twitter saying they got COVID? I just don't know. Because the government that lied to us about masks and about uh, surface spread and about asymptomatic spread and all kinds of things. We're now supposed to listen to them and tell us, oh, the vaccine's going to work. And then we find out it doesn't work. And it's like crazy. But do you believe the salesman, right? Because half the time, the way a salesman sells, it's the salesman. It's, it's, it's the person. 
You either trust the person or you're not. They told us that in the movie Tommy Boy when they bought the brakes from Tommy Boy's dad. You know? Yeah, it's the man. They're buying from the man. They're not buying the product. They're buying from the man. They're buying his word. His word is his honor. So anyway, can't listen to this enough. This is, um, again, Bill Gates, the sicko Bill Gates, Fauci's best buddy, saying that he can cut relation, he can cut population. And again, I, I know you've heard this before, but it's worth hearing again. I, I can't get enough of it, frankly. I don't get tired of it. Um, but he's basically saying, if you want to cut population, take a vaccine. What? I asked the top scientists on this several times, do we really have to get down to near zero? Can't we just, you know, cut it in half or a quarter? And the answer is that until we get near to zero, the temperature will continue to rise. And so that's, that's a big challenge. It's very different than saying, you know, we're a 12-foot high truck trying to get under a 10-foot bridge and we can... So listen to this, okay? Now I'm just going to interrupt this a little bit. He's going to talk about how Americans consume 20 tons of co2 like cow fat flatulence right so there he's looking at this this is 2014 he's looking at this from the lens of cow flatulence he's looking at this from gas emissions from you know our 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 farting okay for lack of a better word i i don't have leonore's um vocabulary so um but in any case He's looking at humans as basically the heat that we put off. We're 98.6, right? And, you know, when you get, if you, if you were to get 100 people in a small room and it's dead of winter, you'd say, turn off the heat because already the people are warming that room up, right? That's the way it works. We're hot people. Get on the dance floor, you start sweating, right? I mean, the point is, is that we pack a lot of heat. And gas and whatever, our breath, whatever. So he's saying that in a developing nation, uh, you know, someone who eats like barely a half a meal a day in a, in a developing country where they can barely feed themselves, they might emit one ton. But we emit in America 20 tons. So he's looking at us like cattle. You see what I mean? The same guy that's also pushing synthetic beef consumption to 100% wants to do away with cattle, uh, with synthetic grass-fed synthetic beef that has formaldehydes in it that can kill you if you took it in bigger doses. Just like every vaccine has a formaldehyde in it. It's a poison. They put it in Roundup to kill weeds. Okay, and I think he has a stake in that too. Because I think he has a stockpile of formaldehyde. Bill Gates is the he has the number one amount of land for farm farmland in America. He's the biggest farmer in America. Bill Gates. How do you do, how do you, why? Just like you have to ask the question: Why does George Soros have the biggest stock investments in election machines? Why? Come on, wasn't born yesterday, right? Let's take a listen. So he's going to talk about tonnage. He's basically saying the world's population is committing is contributing to uh, green emissions or, or, or uh, CO two emissions. Okay, so let's take a listen to this here. And just sort of squeeze under 
This is something that has to get to zero. Now, we put out a lot of carbon dioxide every year, uh, over 26 billion tons. Uh, for each American, it's about 20 tons. Uh, for people in poor countries, it's less than one ton. It's an average of about five tons for everyone on the planet. And somehow we have to make changes that will bring that down to zero. It's been constantly going up. It's only various economic changes that have even flattened it at all. So we have to go from rapidly rising to falling and falling all the way to zero. This equation has four factors, a little bit of multiplication. So you've got a thing on the left, CO2, that you want to get to zero. And that's going to be based on the number of people, the services each person's using on average, the energy on average for each service, and the CO2 being put out uh, per unit of energy. So let's look at each one of these and see how we can get this down to zero. Uh, probably one of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero. Uh, that's back from high school algebra. But let's, let's take a look. Uh, first, we've got population. Uh, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. Will somebody please explain to me how new vaccines will help to lower the population by perhaps 10 to 15 percent? I am. Right? Good question. He asked the question, can someone please explain to me how vaccines... So then the, 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 the meme came out and it says, think... The same people who believe the earth is overpopulated say they can save your life with a vaccine. That's Fauci, Bill Gates, and George Soros. They're all pushing the vaccine, and they all think that the world is overpopulated and want to reduce it. Why in the world would that be the salesman that you would want to buy from? Why? Think about it. It's so simple, people. And now they're going door to door and they want to force you to take this vaccine. And again, please, it's not, it's not, this is not rocket science. What they want you to do is they want you to get that number up. They want to get that number up to 70%. And the reason why is so that the corporations can do the dirty work of doing an unconstitutional thing, which is to bully the 30% that's left into submission. Get that vaccine or you're not going to fly to, uh, to Europe. Get that vaccine or you're not going to walk into this concert. Get that vaccine or we're not going to allow you in this library. Get the vaccine or we're not going to let you shop for groceries. Already Twitch, which was owned by, I, th- I forget, um, YouTube, or one of these organizations, you know, one of the big techs. Oh, it was Amazon. Twitch, Twitch is owned by Amazon. That's right. So Twitch and Amazon. So ba- Twitch was basically saying, we're going to ban you even if you, if you do something, like if you commit a crime in real life, right? You rob a store or well, even less than that. But you're not going to be able to be on Twitch. So it doesn't even matter what you do on Twitch. You're going to be banned from Twitch if you don't pass the social whatever test. Now, Twitch is owned by Amazon. So now you want to buy groceries or get some stuff on Amazon. Nope, you've been banned from that too. See, where does it end? 
Does it end when you can't actually feed your family because you're, you've been banned from every single store? Is there going to be some sort of vaccine passport that's also going to have a social justice passport system too built right into it? Isn't that the framework or the infrastructure that's needed to do that? And I say don't do that. So this guy named Eric Finman, you know, come out with this freedom phone. That's what we need to do. We need to start adopting offshoots and get away from the people who have violated our trust already. Jack Dorsey, Mark Zuckerberg. You know, I said in my notes here today, Mark Zuckerberg represents probably the biggest campaign donation in the history of the world. If you think about what Facebook did in the 2020 election, not just this $400 million to buy election officials who are corrupt in key battleground districts like Wayne County, Detroit, like Fulton County, uh, Atlanta, and like Philadelphia County, and like Milwaukee County. And you know, interestingly enough, all of those counties are predominantly black. And most of the election officials there were black. They were exploiting black people to do their, do their, their unsworthy uh, tasks. To basically, like Black Lives Matter, the grunts would have to go out in the street and literally fight for their lives while the rich get rich and they benefit from this stuff. We're going to go ahead and um, take a caller here. Uh, John, you're on the air. Hey, Scott. Hi. Hey. I uh, hear you talking about uh, what you talked about is, I guess, the social credit system, right? Yes, I mean, absolutely. That's, that's exactly what it is. And you know, there's a guy named Michael Rechtenwald wrote a book called The Google Archipelago. And he talks about just that, the same concept that it'll be tied in. And if you, uh, it basically, in a sense, that and controlling the currency through digital currencies uh, would allow them to effectively punish you by taking money out of your bank account if you don't do certain things or give you money. I mean, that, they really have talked about this kind of thing. And that's, that's sort of in the backdrop of everything. And it would be a social control system, a total social control system. And they're going to build it on the back of a vaccine passport system, which is going to be the same software. Interesting. Well, you know, you also mentioned uh, the uh, uh, Bill Gates. It kind of goes into you know, the sort of same theme as Bill Gates. When he says, well, we can do it through, through uh, we can reduce that. What he's talking about, of course, is... Uh, you know, abortions and things of that nature to bring the population down. He doesn't abortions say that. Abortions and they death panels, yeah. And the vaccine part, I think, is just a feel-good thing. Like, well, we're going to vaccine because people have good association with vaccines. And other, you know, other family planning, yeah, that's what they mean, really, when they say that. And last thing I just wanted to say is, regarding the voting, I, I know, we, you know, in terms of same-day voting, whether it's the weekend, whether you got to have a five-day or even a week-long period, I, I'm fine with any of those, but don't you want a, a computer and a paper ballot sort of dual system to track each other? Some uh, One is a check on the other. And as far as people you know, who are going to be uh, traveling, my view is, look, you're traveling, great. Have a nice trip. You're not voting. If you're working overseas, one of the things you give up is the right to vote in election. Military, that might be one different thing that we could have uh, that same system. We have some uh, some absentee-type voting. But any exception you make, the Democrats will drive a truck through. I mean, you know that. That's how they did it with Val Harbor right. in California. Oh, right. So Absolutely. That's just, 
my two cents. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> Normally we talk thank longer, you, but thank you for that. And we're coming to the end of our shows anyway. So, but I appreciate you uh, calling in and giving giving us that information. Great day. Have a great day. All right. Take care, John. Bye. All right. Bye. Um, well, you know, I wanted to play the um, this Dinesh D'Souza piece, but we, we are out of time today. Um, uh, I'll play it tomorrow. It's uh, This is actually a six-minute clip, but it's super good. And the last time we played it, oh, boy, I'll tell you, I got so much, so many people wrote in. If you ever do want to write into the show, you can email, you can email feedback or you can email Scott which I think is the easiest one to remember, scott at scottadamshow.com. So scott at scottadamshow.com would be the easiest, right? But I have, you know, we have several email addresses that go pretty much to the same place anyway. They're just routing emails. But uh, scott at scottadamshow.com, if you want to, um, you know, make a point, ask a question, you know, whatever you have, whatever's on your mind. Um, and uh, we'll we'll be sure to maybe we'll read it out on the air, but maybe tomorrow we'll play this clip. There's another clip also that I wanted to play, and it was also about four minutes. So this is about ten minutes worth of stuff that we missed today. Um, but it was about uh, this the the something in the AZ audit where they found different weights of paper, and they chose thinner sh- sheets of paper. And on the day on days before where they actually said we want ballpoint pens which were the ones you needed on the day of the election they requested the same guy requested sharpies and sharpies on thinner paper so the sharpies would bleed through the paper and so it seems to me like this was by design and so they called it sharpie gate right but it turns out that there might be more to that than meets the eye and the audit caught that so um, we're actually expecting um, some audit results that are going to be very significant uh, in August. Uh, I think that's about where we are now, mid-August. Um, and I, I said uh, months ago, I said I think it's going to be as late as September. but um, And it still could be. But uh, I think we might be slipping it up a little bit and get it somewhere where in August. And uh, that's that's going to be exciting information there. All right. Well, you're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. It's been a pleasure uh, doing this show for you. And uh, we'll see you next time on the radio. Be sure to check out buglecall.org, magapack.org, and also scottadamshow.com for the latest podcast. And we'll see you next time. Deeper, and grab a shovel, dig a hole a little deeper, just to bury my kids right up to there.